Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Auckland, New Zealand. We're back, people. We're back home. Here we are back in Auckland and it is so good to have you back here in the kitchen and nice to see you again here on the devotional plan. Sorry about all the confusion and the chaos over the last few weeks. If it interrupted your regular devotional plan, I do apologize. The main thing is that we continue reading the Bible and digging into scripture. So it is so good, so good, so good to have you here with me today in my kitchen. Looking forward to getting into our devotionals and some coffee. Yes, with some new coffee, in fact. Uh, So excited to try that very shortly. Let's talk scriptures and what scriptures we're going to be reading Psalm 93, verse 1 to 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 to 13, and second, uh, sorry, 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1 to 29, verse 30. So those are our scriptures that we're going to be reading, and as always, they're in the description on every single platform. Now, let's talk brews. It's been a while. I do apologize that we haven't had the consistency of the coffee or teas or drinks over the last few weeks. It was an awesome time in the UK. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was a lot harder to get these devotionals done than with the hard drives breaking. It was just all over the place. I did say, though, when I tried the Prime uh, one a few days ago, I did say, oh, I'm not sure the audio-based platform thing works for the trying of the brew. I'd like to walk that back because I I know a lot of us are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, not just a YouTube channel, and you do that normally anyway. So I do apologize for that. I was obviously in my own little world and struggling to bend and flex as we went on. Regardless, we are here today with some new coffee and it is from Lafare, the Wellington Coffee Roasters, which you can buy in most supermarkets here in New Zealand. This is the College Street Limited Edition Coffee. It's sweet and complex. Now, it's limited edition. They bring this in, they, they, they bring it in, they take it away. College Street obviously is also where they they roast the main roastery is in wellington so that's why it's called college street but uh today the tasting notes are tropical fruit black currant and milk chocolate so i'm looking forward to giving this i lied college street is not where the brewery the the brewery where the roastery is that roastery is in uh 43 king street so why is it called college street i'm not actually sure I, i don't know there you go no reason but it is everything else i've said is true so let's give this a try we've got this in the espresso today back home with the espresso machine got to give it a go let's give this a try and see if we can get any of those flavors tropical fruit black currant and milk chocolate it's definitely fruity there is a strong feel of that fruity flavor uh initially when it comes in your mouth Then there is a rich chocolate flavor that comes through. It's lovely, this is very nice. The tropical fruit throws me off because I expect raro. Obviously I'm a child when it comes to tasting these things. It's obviously not gonna taste like raro, it's coffee. But it is quite nice. I'd recommend this to give it a go. I can see why they brought it back. It's a lovely sweet coffee. If you do like sweet things, this is one to try. The Lafare College Street, it has nothing to do with where they roast the coffee. That is it for the brews today. Make sure you give it a go if you're keen. If not, we'll try it again in a Chemex and a plunger in the days to come. Let's get into the Bible, though, the reason that we are here. I love the psalm today because it points a very clear, sorry, it paints a very clear and accurate picture of who God is. 
All of Scripture does this, but here in Psalm 93, we get a picture of the reality that God is greater than all, even over all creation. Verse 4 tells us of how God is mightier than the thunderous roar of the mighty waters. The main focus of the psalm, however, is on the holiness of God. In verse 5, he states that holiness adorns your house for endless days. God never changes. He stays the same. His holiness also remains for endless days. Now, the temple that the scripture is referring to here is the temple in Jerusalem. It would have been a pretty impressive sight to see in the natural with all the building materials that came together to build this immense, not just in terms of looking building, but the size of it as well would have just been incredible to behold. But here, the psalmist is making a point that God's holiness is what makes it what it is. The glory of God is what makes it stand out. The holiness of God is what makes the temple beautiful in, in, another, in another way of saying that. And for us as Christians, God has created us to be temples of the Holy Spirit. It's God's holiness in and on us that makes us beautiful to the world. How we live either projects or hides this holiness of God. And the question I want to ask you today is, do people see the beauty of his holiness in you or the ugliness of your sin in you every day? The holiness of God and following expectations for Christians to be holy as well is something that I don't feel gets spoken a lot about in church, perhaps as much as it should. Obviously, I'm not in every single church around the world, but the ones that I'm in, quite regularly and even traveling through and watching things, listening to things on podcasts, the, the view that I do get, I believe that the holiness of God and the expectation that we're supposed to be holy as Christians too doesn't get talked about as much as it should. It is a hard message to swallow because it demands so much from the believer, but it's also a hard message to swallow and give because the truth is, is that, well, we're not actually holy. Like as people, apart from God, we're not holy. And so it's hard for us to talk about the holiness and the expectations that God has for us in the church if we ourselves are not holy. Holiness, however, is something that God expects. And more than that, it's the only response that we can truly give to a holy God. The reality is our holiness is only made possible because of the grace of God. Holiness comes through the Holy Spirit being present in our lives. The church is meant to be holy, which is why put Paul, he put so much emphasis in this book to the church in Corinth because they were pretty much the opposite of holy. Sin, especially sexual sin, is a result of poor self-control. Discipline is always required if we're going to live a holy life. If we want to host the presence of God in our lives, we have to be better disciplined. In my early years of being a Christian, the Lord gave me a word for the year. The word was discipline. Now, at the time, I thought it was probably the worst word I could ever have for the year. But I've come to learn that if I want to minister in the Holy Spirit, to be honest, if I even just want to live with the Holy Spirit in my life, I need greater discipline. If you look at the sin Paul lists in the passage, all of it could be stopped if there was a greater sense of self-discipline. By the way, Paul is not speaking to those outside of the church here in the scripture. He makes it very clear that he's speaking to Christians. The question of discipline is not one for those primarily who are not saved. It's one for those who are. So the question is, how disciplined are you? A great way to increase your discipline is through prayer and fasting, regular prayer and regular fasting. Finally, today, we look at David preparing the temple. This temple was a holy place. It was the place on earth that God's presence dwelt. 
It's a serious thing. And David himself couldn't build it. See in chapter 28, verse 3, that that's the truth. But God, through David, so sorry, what God did through David was that he guided David by the Holy Spirit to the exact plans of the building that was to be the temple. God will often guide us this way. He'll often lead us through guiding us by the power of the Holy Spirit in our minds, through our thoughts and our ideas. David would then give these plans to his son Solomon, who would be commissioned to build the temple with a clear call to service. This clear call to service is in verse 9, and I want to read this together. It's going to come up on screen. It says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him wholehearted, sorry, with wholehearted devotion and with willing mind. For the Lord searches your heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. What a commissioning. What a call. Now, I believe this is what God would call everyone who follows Christ to as well. Obviously, we have the grace of God through the blood of Jesus. But the call is still the same. Wholehearted devotion. This is the call. Sorry, or, or this, this thought of wholehearted devotion is what kills the thought of unlimited grace right in its tracks. What I mean by that is if you're not wholehearted in your devotion to Christ, you're not in relationship with him and his grace doesn't cover you. This wholehearted devotion to Christ is what gives us access to the spirit of God, enabling us to be holy and carry out whatever it is God has commissioned us to do as well. So today, make sure you consider how wholehearted you are in your approach to Christ and what you need to get into alignment today. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 19 says, Give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and degrees, and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. David didn't just commission Solomon, he covered him in prayer. If you've been commissioned, you also need to be covered in prayer too. So who's covering you? But also, who are you covering in prayer? It's time to lift up your prayer life and cover people in prayer who are commissioned to the call and purpose of God. And that is it for the Daily Brew today, day one, 200, sorry, and 21. Thank you so much for joining me back here in Auckland. It is so good to be back here in the city of sales. I think is what they call Auckland. I think they call this the city of sales, which makes sense because there's a lot of sailboats sitting around. You didn't need to know that. That wasn't important, but I hope it blessed you nonetheless. I'm praying for you if you're reading these scriptures that God is speaking to you and revealing more things to you. We are getting into some dense scripture, some really important things that we're getting along the way. These are just a few things that I've pulled out just to get you jogging in your own devotion. A massive thank you to everybody on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you've taken a moment and followed already the podcast and rated the podcast. And to you on YouTube if you've taken a moment and subscribed. Thank you so much for doing that as well. It's a massive blessing to me. That is it though for today. Back home. Welcome home. I bid you welcome home. I bid you welcome. In fact, the first time I left New Zealand and flew back into New Zealand, this is years ago, I played that song as we landed. I'm a pretty sentimental dude. You didn't need to know that either. I think I'm going to wrap this up today. Thank you so much for joining me. Come back tomorrow. We're going to have more devotions, more scripture, more brews back here on The Daily Brew. If it is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 222 222 of The Daily Brew.